If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha Hashavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Arab Shabbos to all of you, and what a special Arab Shabbos it is. First of all, we're coming to the end of the nine days, but the end of the nine days is not always the happiest time of the year. This year, however, as we come closer to Tisha B'Av, the day of mourning, of sadness, when we recall the destruction of the first and second temple, how do we enter into Tisha B'Av this year? Straight from Shabbos. Tonight, tomorrow, is the eighth day of Menachem Av, and from Shabbos we go directly into Tisha B'Av. Normally we come from a weekday in Tisha B'Av this year. The structure of the calendar is such that we have Shabbos. And while some might say that this is a bit of a shock coming from the joy, the special dimension of Shabbos straight into a day of fasting, a day of mourning, a day of sadness. However, in actual fact, we come into the day of Tisha B'Av with the added energy of Shabbos, with the holiness of Shabbos, in actual fact, until such time that one is allowed to eat on Shabbos here in Johannesburg up to 5.30, we are able to eat whatever we really want to, even meat, whatever the case might be. This is something which is very special because we have the energy of Shabbos and we take the energy of Shabbos as we go into Tisha B'Av. And what does it mean that we take the energy of Shabbos? Shabbos, of course, is a day that stands higher, higher than the natural order, higher than all these limitations of life. Tisha B'Av reminds us of something which is sad. Yes, a time of mourning, a time of sadness. Shabbos gives us energy because Shabbos comes from a far higher level. Shabbos is the same letters as Toshev, return. Return to what? Return to the original purpose of God's creation. What is the original purpose of God's creation? A revealed presence of God in his here below. What was the destruction of the temple that took place on Tisha B'Av? That revealed presence was taken away. Shabbos is a time when there is an indication, a suggestion of God's presence upon earth. We enter into Tisha B'Av with that energy. And this is why it's a special Shabbos. It's also a special Shabbos because we begin the new book of Devarim, the fifth book of the Torah. The fifth book of the Torah, of course, is unique and special because the fifth book of the Torah is when Moshe himself speaks, of course, the words of God, but through the language of Moshe, through the unique structure that Moshe is telling the Jewish people. He not only reviews their history, he not only reviews the laws. Some people say, well, Deuteronomy basically is a review of the other five books. It is that, but far more than that. It's the words of Moshe. Moshe is giving his farewell address to the Jewish people. Moshe knows that he is soon to leave this physical world. He knows that he is not going to accompany the Jewish people into the promised land. He is not going to lead them into the promised land. God said that he will remain on this side of the Jordan. And because of that, he feels an obligation as a leader to somehow admonish the Jewish people, to tell them where they had made certain mistakes, where they failed, where they didn't live up to that which was expected of them. And this is the great speech of Moshe. It begins, These are the words. These are the episodes. These are the things that Moshe shares 
with his people, the people that he led, the people that he loved, the people that he did everything for every single day from the time that he came to Egypt to liberate them until the last moment of his life. He was their Nasi. He was their leader. He cared about them with a passion, with a devotion, with an absolute commitment, putting himself at risk time and again in front of God in order to protect the Jewish people. But he knows he will not accompany them into the promised land. And therefore, he has to speak to them and talk to them when telling them where they had gone wrong. Not only to criticize them, of course, but to indicate to them that this is something which they have to correct and be cognizant of, the fact that they have failed in certain issues and what has to be done. The question, of course, is how does all of this come together? It's not only that, but the Shabbos has a special name. It's called Shabbat Chazon, the Shabbos of Division, so-called because of the Haftarah that we read the Shabbos. Every Parsha Devarim, we read the Haftarah from the book of Isaiah, Yeshayahu, which always comes with Devarim, which is always read before Tisha B'Av. And it's the vision that Yeshayahu has, well, literally, reading it literally, of the destruction of the temple. And it's Shabbos Chazon, and Shabbos Chazon is important because it reminds us of the great tragedy that took place. And while, of course, Yeshayahu lived long before the actual destruction of the temple, he had a vision. God showed him what will take place. And he came to the people pleading with them, asking them to change their ways. Shabbat Chazan is a time where the prophet talks to us about that which will happen if, in fact, we don't change our ways. And these things come together, and we have to ask ourselves, what does it mean that Dvarim, the beginning of the new book, the fifth book, the farewell address of Moshe, comes out on Shabbos Chazon? And not only that, but this year at a special time when Shabbos Chazon is Erev Tisha B'Av, Shabbos Chazon brings us directly into Tisha B'Av. And this is something that we have to think about something that we have to talk about, something that we have to consider, the relationship of the parsha, the relationship of this book with this special Shabbos, which brings us directly into Tisha B'Av. There is a relationship, a profound relationship, a profound connection that becomes our duty to understand it. Because as you hear me say so many times, Torah ultimately teaches us something. Not only with the words that it uses, not only with the laws that it shares, not only with the stories that it tells, but the very construction of Torah, the very fact that it comes at certain times in certain ways and in certain dimensions. Each and every single aspect of Torah is there to teach, to, there to teach us something, to elevate, to tell us what we can do in order not only to make our lives better, but to make the world better. Not only to make our lives better in the sense that we become more refined and elevated, but in actual fact to reveal and to fulfill God's purpose of creation. And this is why this year there's an interesting and powerful relationship between Shabbos, which is Erev Tisha of, and the fifth book of the Torah, the book of Dvarim, more of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the book of Dvarim. 
The book of Devarim, as our sages tell us, are the words of Moshe, the words of God, but in the language of Moshe. It's the words of God as they come through the voice box of Moshe. What does that mean? That Moshe is reviewing the entire Torah, but he is telling us that review in his own personal words and language. Why is he doing that? Because he's not only saying farewell to the people, in saying farewell to the people, he's passing on an important message, a message where he wants to share some very profound, personal, powerful thoughts with the people. Because as I've said so many times, first and foremost, what is Moshe? Moshe ultimately, in every sense of the word, is a leader. A leader who cares, a leader who in every sense of the word, is totally devoted to the needs of his people. Moshe knows the Jews are about to embark upon a new and different journey of their lives. They are leaving the wilderness. They are leaving the protected element of a miraculous existence. They're going into a new natural world where they're going to have to act and behave differently than they behaved up to this point and he knows that he will not be with them and this causes great concern in Russia yes Russia has every confidence in Joshua as the leader who will take over from Moshe Moshe knows that Joshua has the blessing of God and Moshe was told by God to tell Joshua, Chazak v'yamatz, be strong, have fortitude, lead the people with passion, compassion, and with greatness, with love. But Moshe also knows, because Moshe is an honest person, that he was unique as a leader. And Moshe knows that the Jewish people are going to have challenges that they didn't have up to this point. And because he knows he will physically not be with them, because he will remain on this side of the Jordan. He is concerned that how will the people fare? How will they meet those new challenges? How will they in fact exist within the new structures of the promised land? And therefore, he speaks to them. He speaks to them and says, listen, I have to share with you, I have to talk to you about the mistakes that you made the moments of weakness, the moments of when you did not choose correctly, you have to understand your shortcomings. But, as a compassionate leader, as a leader who cares, he doesn't simply straight out criticize and tell them where they went wrong. He merely mentions the places where those mistakes were made. What does that tell us? As a concerned leader, as a leader who loves his people, as a person who is completely devoted to those that he leads. He has to criticize from time to time, but it's subtle, it's gentle, it's said obliquely, indirectly. He doesn't criticize with harshness. He reminds them. That's one important lesson that we learn. One important lesson that we learn, yes, from time to time, we have to criticize those who are close to us, those that we love. And very often, in a moment of challenge, we tend to criticize rather harshly. We react. Moshe tells us, even in a moment where we are obligated to criticize, do it with 
absolute and utmost gentleness. Do it indirectly. Mention something which will remind the recipient that they did something perhaps that they shouldn't have done at a particular place. That's one lesson we learn. The other lesson that we learn is that your responsibility for someone else really never ceases. Or she could simply say, well, I've done my best. I've done my duty. I've led them. Took them out of Egypt. Crossed the Sea of Reeds. Brought them to Sinai. Led them through the wilderness for 40 years. Listened to them. Dealt with them in the most difficult times sometimes. I've done my best. Protected them from the wrath of God on so many occasions. Moshe could have simply said, I've done my best. Joshua, it's all yours now. Moshe does not do that. What does Moshe do? Moshe to the very last moment says, these are my people and I have to educate them. I have to give them direction. Even when I am physically not around, they have to know how to behave. And this is why the book of Devarim is so important because this becomes the ongoing living legacy of Moshe so that the Jewish people until the end of time will know how to behave and what they have to do. So that the Jewish people will understand that the leadership of Moshe never really ceases. The leadership of Moshe continues throughout each and every single generation. His love, his concern, his devotion to the people was not once. It is an infinite type of leadership. This is what Moshe shares with us. And he shares it in words that have his unique character. He shares it with words that has his unique personality. Gentle, powerful, loving, devoted in every sense of the word. Moshe is not only giving a farewell speech over here. Moshe is not only saying goodbye to the people that he led. Moshe is sharing his inner feelings and thoughts. Moshe is saying, I want you to understand what happened at a particular time, how you behaved, what was my response, how I behaved. I want you to understand what you did and why I responded in the way that I did. It's necessary for you to understand who you are and what is expected of you. Because ultimately, Moshe says, my great contribution of leadership is making each and every one of you a leader as a parent, as a teacher, as a friend, as a person within a society, within a community. You are obligated to lead by example, by word. And in order for you to lead, you have to understand what leadership is all about. And this is something which I'm trying to impart. This is something which I'm trying to show you. This is Eila Hadvarim. These are the words. And this is why it's so important that we understand why it comes particularly at this time of the year. It comes at this time of the year because this is the time of the year that we recall the destruction of the temple when the Jewish people saw the temple burning and they were led into exile, Babylon, Rome, the exile that lasts until this day. What happened? What happened is that we came into a situation where each and every one of us must act with a degree of leadership. 
We must act with strength. We must act with greatness. We must take a lesson from Moshe. How to guide, how to share, how to lead. And although many people say, I am not a leader. I'm, I'm hardly a follower. Every one of us has the capacity to lead. Some more, some less. Different situations, different degrees, different dimensions, different places. Each and every one of us is a leader. As a parent, as I said, as a teacher, as a friend, we all have the capacity to lead, to show the way. Moshe shares that with us. This is how we go into exile. We go into exile with a tremendous sense of awareness that we have the inner strength of being a leader in a time of new challenge, in a time of new opportunity, in a time of new difficulty. Yes, in a time of new difficulty. As generations change, as realities change, as the world changes, people think, well, how can we possibly, how can we possibly transmit those age-old infinite values from one generation to another. This is where leadership comes because we are obligated to see the infinite value of those incredible values and to say, this is real, this is authentic, this lasts from generation to generation, this will last forever. While we understand the influences of the modern times, wherever those modern times might be, we also understand the infinite value of that which is forever, that which lasts, that which is real. This is what Moshe is telling the people. You're going into a new world. You will have new challenges. You will have to work within the natural order at an altogether different level. And yes, you have to adapt to those things and to accept those things, but not give up on the age-old values that you've seen may share with you, teach with you the last 40 years in the wilderness and the desert. This is where your leadership comes in. This is what you're going to have to teach your children. This is what you're going to have to teach your pupils. This is what you're going to have to teach your communities. This is the passion, compassion, the teaching of Moshe. This is the Eilah Hadvorim. Use your own language. Use your own words. Use your own ability and personality. But get the message across with a tremendous sense of devotion, and you will see that it will succeed. This is what Moshe is telling. And this year, as I said before, it takes it an altogether different dimension, because Erev Tisha B'Av comes out on Shabbos. More of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. What's special about the Shabbos I said before? It's a Shabbos that goes directly into Tisha B'Av. We come into Tisha B'Av with the energy of that day, which stands higher than nature. So even though it's a day of sadness, Tisha B'Av, we come with the powerful dimension of Shabbos directly into Tisha B'Av. It's Chazon. And while, of course, the literal translation of Chazon is the vision that Isaiah saw, the vision of destruction, the destruction of the temple, Nonetheless, the great Hasidic master, Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Abarditzik, told us that in Shabbos Chazon, each and every single Jew is shown a glimpse of the third Besamekdash. This is the vision 
that each and every one of us has shown. Yes, we have to work at seeing it, but the potential is there. What does this really mean? And this is something that each and every one of us has to learn to develop in our own lives. And that is not only to see that which is there, obviously, but to see that which is there beyond the obvious. And that takes strength, takes wisdom, it takes courage. Most of us are, well, satisfied with what we see in front of us. We see whatever we see, and that's the reality with which we deal with life. The truth is that life is profound and functions on so many different levels. And therefore, as you've heard me say so many times in the recent past, there is a text and there is a subtext. We look at something and we have to see what we see and what is beyond that which we see. And this is what the Bredishavar was saying to us. You shouldn't only see the destruction of the temple, you should see a vision of the third temple, because destruction is only part of the story. It's not the end of the journey. The end of the journey is the rebuilding of the temple, the coming of Mashiach, when all of God's creation, the purpose of God's creation, will come to absolute fulfillment. This is what this Shabbos Chazon is all about. Shabbos Chazon on one level, yes, it's a time that we read Isaiah, who tells us a very sad story. But at the same time, we are told to look beyond the mystics, talk to us about how to see the great moment of redemption and rebuilding. This is what gives us hope. This is what gives us strength. This is where the faith of the Jewish people comes into play. We aren't limited by that which we see. We have the capacity, we have the ability of going far beyond that which is because we can see that which will be. Change is a great teacher in life because if we only saw the immediate reality, we are crippled by the specifics of the immediate moment. But we know this too can pass and this too shall pass. And this is why challenges of the moment, no matter how difficult, we stand firm and we continue. And this is why we have the capacity, as mentioned earlier, to take infinite values of yesterday and apply them today. Yes, things do change. Realities do change. Technology of today is completely different than the technology of yesterday. The technology of tomorrow will be completely different. But the inner fundamental values of life don't change and we have to have the wisdom the strength the courage the dignity of retaining that which should be retained and rejecting that which should be rejected to accept that which should be accepted and to remove that which should be removed this is something that we have to think about and work at constantly the ability to see different levels of life and to understand that changes take place and things have different appearances within different situations. And it's not only sitting back and waiting for things to change, but making things change as well. That's the capacity that we have. That's the power that we have. That's the ability that we have. We have the capacity to make things change. This is what our faith is all about. There's an old Hasidic saying, Tracht gut wird sein gut. Think positive and it will be positive. Think good, it will be good. Not only in our own minds, but the reality of good 
will in fact come into play because we think good. Our thinking, our action has the incredible, powerful ability of creating new realities because those realities exist on a certain level. We only have to strip away the superficial layers and they exist. This is what this Shabbos is all about. A very powerful reminder, a very powerful reminder that redemption is there. All we have to do is strip away the superficial layers of destruction and exile, and redemption is there. And this is why the Shabbos is so incredibly important. We begin the new book of Devarim. We listen to the words of Moshe. We are uplifted. We are inspired, not only by his leadership, but the fact that he causes us to be leaders. He shares with us the secret of passion, of compassion, of leadership, of greatness. He shares with us the courage of reaching out to others and meeting challenges head on because we have the strength, we have the power. It's Shabbos Chazon, where on the one hand, yes, we prepare for a time of sadness, but at the same time, we don't lose sight of that which is there. This is what Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Abadich is teaching us, the third base on Migdash, that incredible vision of redemption, the incredible vision of Mashiach. And while, of course, shuls are still closed, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, we will sit at home, but you'll take a chumash and read the parsha. Sometimes pretty harsh words, pretty harsh words, but listen carefully, because within those words are love, direction, teaching. Listen to the haftarah that Yeshayahu Isaiah what is he saying? Listen to those words carefully as well. And as I always say, listen to it in a personal way. Because there is something of a personal dimension that you have to see within Torah. Make it your own. We hope and pray Mashiach will come. We hope and pray we won't have to fast this dish above. But if we do have an easy fast, listen to the words of Eicha on Mitzvah Shabbat. Listen to the words of the Kinot during the day of Tisha B'Av. May it be one that is fulfilling and uplifting. May we mourn, yes. May we feel the loss of temple, yes. May we have the courage and vision of the third temple, absolutely. May it be a day of complete fulfillment, a day of divine energy and godly energy, a day that will make us greater and better. Good Shabbos.